Hey, everybody. Welcome to the HVAC Joy Lab podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Shirk. This podcast focuses on creating more and more conversations about what optimizes life for an HVAC technician. My goal is to produce the most helpful content available for techs, full stop. Today, you're going to meet Adam Kuhlman. Adam is not a technician. He is a physical trainer in North Carolina who is pivoting his training practice to focus on the needs specific to HVAC technicians. Today, we're focusing on how to more quickly dump body heat in the summer. Y'all, this stuff is super fascinating to me. Uh, he's going to tell you about some remarkable research on the topic, and we will review some methods that have been used by elite athletes and firefighters, but that has not yet really been delivered to air conditioning technicians. Uh, this is some really exciting stuff, gang. Okay, let's get started. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, today, I have Adam Kuhlman. Um, he is uh, one of what I hope becomes a number of uh, air conditioning uh, pro professionals servicing the air conditioning uh, population. Um, he's a physical trainer in uh, North Carolina, and he's shifting his practice right now to specialize on physical fitness and health for air conditioning technicians. So, Adam, welcome. Hey, John. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate the honor to be on this podcast and serve this wonderful audience that you're, that you're growing, man. So hopefully the knowledge that I, that I have can, can lend a hand to everybody and improve their life in some, some way, shape or form. Yeah, I <laughs> hope so too. So I'm Thank wondering, you. what are you seeing as some of the uh, unique issues that go into uh, both physical fitness and maybe health generally for an air conditioning technician? You know, man, that, that's, that's a big macro scope right there. But I would say, you know, there's a lot of things that go into, you know, general health and then even just things like regulating body temperature. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I actually have a brother-in-law who is an HVAC tech. So I've been picking his brain a lot lately. And, you know, he was telling me about how on the job, a lot of the, a lot of his, him and his buddies would down liters of Coca-Cola or Sprite or all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, eat whatever takeouts at the most convenient uh, or order whatever it is that's most convenient on the job because, you know, time is money um, in that industry. You know, you, yeah. you gotta, you just gotta keep getting through it. So what I'm seeing when I, when I talk to him and what I'm hearing is that, you know, there's, it's, it's a very standard American diet. You know what I mean? Eating a lot of the standard stuff, drinking a lot of the standard stuff, not really conscious about health or how to optimize the body and the environment, you know? And then of course, then there is the dealing with the environment, 
yeah. you know, hot, humid attics, hot, humid crawl spaces, and then everything else in between from yeah. industrial to commercial, yeah. um, you know, all those different things. So I'm seeing like in this audience, there's a, there's a good opportunity to bring great practical and actionable health knowledge, you know, and especially in the area of cooling down the body. Cause I mean, we're in spring and we're in summer, dude. Yeah. Talk more about that. You and I, before we had the podcast, you and I had some interesting conversations about this. And when we talk about cooling down the body, we're talking right when we're talking about a technician who's in the summer months, it's very hot outside already. You get into an attic work or, or into a crawl space or depending on maybe just anywhere in the country, especially in the South or the Southwest. Um, so, and, and getting rid of body heat uh, is an issue. So talk, t- tell us your perspective on this, Aaron. What, uh, sorry, Adam, and, and, and tell us what you uh, tell us what you think. So, you know, when I when I started researching this topic, it was so interesting. And I admit, even myself, like I didn't realize that some of the traditional ways of trying to cool down the body, especially in the HVAC tech industry, was one that was more detrimental to the health than it was actually beneficial. Hmm. So if I were to start there, I would talk about how a lot of times you know, again, talking with my brother-in-law on this is one as well as, you know, dunking a, like a towel or like a hat or something like that and water and then wrapping around either your neck or your head and using that as a way to cool down. Well, the interesting thing is about this is, you know, you got the hypothalamus, uh, the hypothalamus up there. It's like the mm-hmm. thermostat for your body. It takes all this information from different sensory places in your body and says, all right, pores heating up. The environment's also very, very hot. I need to sweat. And then, you know, inversely in the wintertime, it's very, very cool. I need to vasoconstrict, need to pull more of the blood towards the organs, keep the core temperature high, um, so on and so forth. So what happens is when you, you put that towel around your neck or you put it around your head, what you're doing is you're cooling yourself from the neck up. You're almost signaling to the hypothalamus that your body is cooling off when in fact the only thing that's cooling off is from the neck up. Now, what happens is, is there's almost a little bit of a cessation effect with the hypothalamus saying we're cooling off. We don't need to work as hard. So -hmm. what happens is then is you got, you know, cooling from the, from the neck up and your organs are starting to overheat. You know what I mean? You can see a lot of detrimental effects to the body when this starts to happen. I mean, you can get into heat exhaustion at this point and God forbid heat stroke. Um, so that's what I've been seeing is a, a very common way of cooling down the body. And then of course there's the passive way of cooling down the body, the sweating or trying to ventilate the area a little bit, but where I came up, you know, where I came into this amazing place in my research is learning to, to cool the body through three different zones. And we're going to, you know, focus on one of them during this podcast, but there's three zones in your body that are actually phenomenal radiators of heat or absorb uh, absorbers of heat. You know, if you're cold, you need to absorb the heat. If you're, if you're hot, you need to, you know, heat dump, as they say. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing is, is uh, we almost instinctually use these areas already, John. This is the cool thing, man. Like when we're in wintertime and we're waking up in the morning, we just made ourselves a hot cup of coffee or whatever it is. What mm-hmm. do we do? Clench our hands around that, that oh, mug. Yeah. Around that oh, yeah, absolutely. Up, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But then inversely, when it's really, really hot and it's the summertime and maybe we're sweating while we're you know, sleeping, what do we do? We poke our feet out from underneath the covers and we cool ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Well, we're already con- unconsciously and instinctively using these heat radiators of ours or heat absorbers of ours to regulate our core to body temperature. 
So you probably already guessed it by this point. It's the soles of the feet, it's the palms of the hand, and it's the upper uh, for- portion of the face or your forehead. Hmm. So when you were sick, if your mom put like a damp, you know, towel or a cold little rag on your forehead to help bring down your temp- uh, your temperature, that was why um, your mom just instinctively kind of knew. So just so, so just so I can clarify yeah. something you just said. So so it, like a cold compress like on your neck when you're hot mm-hmm. is potentially counterproductive. But mm-hmm. across the top of your face, your palms, your hands or the bottoms of your feet, that can remove heat faster. So I would say absolutely. It is definitely. But I would say in the context of an HVAC tech, I would still stay away from doing a cold compress on the forehead. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, that was probably better in different contexts, such uh-huh. as having a fever, so on and so forth. Um, of course, you know me, John, I'm not an MD on this one, so don't quote <laughs> me completely, but I would say, you know, for the sake of this and probably even making it easy for an HVAC tech, focusing on cooling the body through the hands, or I should say the palms of the hands, you yeah. know, the cool thing about the hands though, John, when you start to investigate and research into this is that the hands, the soles of your feet, and even, you know, your forehead contain a specialized type of skin called glabrous skin. It's a fancy scientific term for skin that has no hair follicles. Now, the cool thing is, is when skin has a lot of hair follicles, there's not a lot that of heat dissipation that can go on, but when it doesn't, there is a lot of heat dissipation that can go on. And that is owed to, it's kind of like a, like a mechanism, or I would say just the structures in your hand called arteriovenous anastomosis. That's a connection of small veins to small arteries. So if you look at your hand, I mean, you are going to already tell when you look at your palms, you see all those veins in there, all that kind of stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, it acts like natural radiators or heat absorbers in the body. And the cool thing is, is this type of skin, since there's no hair follicles there, it's also a very, very good conductor of that heat or that cooling. So interesting right there. So, yeah. So in other words, because if I'm hearing you right, because there's blood moving right there and it's so close to the skin, you're essentially cooling that blood, which then circulates through the rest of you, cooling the rest of you in response. Absolutely. It's like a natural radiator or like, you know, if you want to compare it to something in the HVAC tech um, world, it's the outside condenser. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. you, you, either you blow or blow cold air across or warm air in whatever it is. And it either absorbs that heat or, you know, dissipates out that heat. Yeah. Um, of course you're closer to the HVAC tech industry look, than me. Look John. At so you. I don't even know if look I'm, at you, I'm Adam, talking tech. a little bit, look at you talking tech, probably butchering a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I think the HVAC techs are probably laughing and saying that, yeah, we get what this guy means, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, these, these um, structures and what makes them like ideal structures too, is there's very little metabolic heat generated. And what I mean is there's not a giant slab of um, muscle there, like your quads or your glutes, where it's, you know, it's generating a lot of its own heat through the mechanical um, movement. And then of course, on the molecular level and the microscopic level, the generation of energy. Mm-hmm. So the nice thing is it's able to dissipate heat that way because there's very little being generated. I mean, your hand, it's not meaty, you know what I mean? There's a lot yeah. of tendons and ligaments and then of course joints and all that different stuff. So it's the ideal structure. Um, but, you know, let me ask you this. You want me to give you a little history on this and, and give sure. people some of the, the crazy data that I uncovered oh, yeah, yeah. When, when I was figuring this out? Yeah. So the interesting thing is it seems like the Royal Navy back in the 90s really started to capitalize on this concept. And they experimented on a lot of their, their firemen that were, that were in service at the time. 
they had this big group of guys and what they did is they they had them wear full fire gear and then had them do extensive workouts in about 100 degrees you can imagine full fire gear dude in 100 <laughs> degrees um i've never personally worn a firefighting uniform but one look at it and tells me that there's not a lot of heat dissipation there mm. um so anyways, what they did is they, uh, they rounded up a group of these guys, put them through that workout, and then they experimented with different temperatures of water, immersing their hands in that water and seeing which temperatures were the most effective. So they did it with three different temperatures, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 68 degrees Fahrenheit, all the way up to 86 degrees Fahrenheit. What they ended up finding was the most effective temperature was around 50 degrees Fahrenheit with that temperature cooling their bodies, their core body temperature, I should say, down from 101.3 degrees Fahrenheit on average to a normal 98.4 degrees within three minutes. Wow. They were able to figure this out. Within three minutes, the body was able to cool itself off just simply putting the hands in some water that was about 50 degrees. Wow. Yeah, dude. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And the thing is, though, I will say this right now is it's not go big or go home with this. Like it's not, should I get the water even cooler and make it even faster than that? Hmm. There gets to be a point where vasoconstriction comes into play. And what that means is everything is telling the hypothalamus that that area is way too cold, just way, way too cold. So if you put it in there, you know, around 30, 35 degrees, what's going to happen is you're going to uh, constrict those capillaries, those veins, and then it's not going to have the same cooling effect. So there is a sweet spot and it seems to be around 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which is really good. Interesting. So yeah, man. Now I'm going to take it another layer deep. There's some researchers at Stanford who, um, well, I should say their names, Dr. Craig Heller and also his, uh, his colleague, David Grant, who took this even further and they made a specialized device that when you put your hand in it, not only does it cool the palm, but then it creates this little vacuum environment around your hand. Cool thing is, is when you take a little bit of pressure away, it dilates those blood vessels even further. So here they are already capitalizing on that, you know, just a few minutes cooling down the body and making it even more efficient. John, this is where it's really gonna blow your mind, dude. So they experimented on one of the athletes there at Stanford, had him use this device and what they did as they had him do, or they had him perform 10 sets of pull-ups to see how many he could get as a baseline. I mean, it was pretty impressive. He was able to get 10, or I'm sorry, uh, 100 out of 10 sets, which is actually pretty good, man. I don't think even I could do that right now. I don't have the strongest (laughs) back. My back is kind of genetically the weakest part of my body. So um, I would be impressed with myself if I got one out of 10 sets. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, we'll work on that. I'll give you some (laughs) tips on the show. How about that? Um, so the cool thing is, man, is they, uh, they had him use this cooling device with a little bit of a vacuum pressure, or I should say vacuum environment in there for about six weeks to see if they could, you know, increase his maximum amount of reps in 10 sets. John, if it wasn't impressive enough, it went up from 100 to 180 in mm. six weeks. So they were almost wow. able to double his amount of pull-ups in six weeks, but it doesn't stop there, dude. Uh, fast forward another six weeks where they continued with it. And this guy was able to get over 620 reps in 10 sets. 
I, when I read this article, I messaged the guy who created it and I was like, is this a typo? <laughs> because <laughs> that's, that's almost a 500. Well, no, that's over a 600% increase. Yeah. Which is insane. So wow. the reason why I'm bringing that up, John is cooling the hands is probably one of the most elusive, obvious things that I've researched in a long time. Hmm. Elusive in that we don't think about it much, let alone apply it to maybe something like the HVAC tech industry. But then obvious that once you talk about it, it's like, yeah, we kind of do that anyway, but we just haven't applied it to our jobs. Yeah. But when you look at that though, dude, and you see the immense performance enhancement abilities of this, that's another thing I looked into is that this is actually considered a performance enhancer. There's a lot of articles out there that say, why do steroids go cool your hands in between sets at the gym? So, so let me, so let me just go ahead and ask you this too. So, so normally when we talk about body cooling in the context of a, of a technician, we're mm -hmm. talking about a safety issue. Like we're yeah. trying to get it down as a way of protecting the technician. This rarely gets talked about. I've never heard it talked about as a performance enhancer, meaning that if you cool your body down, I guess you have more, what does it mean? More energy, more strength. Yes. Like what, what is, in other words, if this guy goes six uh, X on his pull-up reps, what happened? Like, what mm. did he get that much six times stronger or did he get like, how did, what, what happened there? So there's a number of adaptations that happen there, but I will, let's take it down to a molecular level for a second. There's three primary systems that the body uses to produce ATP. ATP, for those of you who do not know, um, is basically the energy currency of the body. So think of it as a dollar in America. Can't buy without it, can't sell without it. Your body will take these three different energy systems to produce ATP. Now there's, um, bear with me, John, for a second. I got to remember sure. these. There it is. It's the phosphagen pathway, the glycolytic pathway, and the oxidative pathway. So I'm not going to go into these too much, but I will focus in on the glycolytic pathway because you were talking about the um, pull-ups. Mm -hmm. The glycolytic pathway is good for bursts of energy and maxing out on reps, things like that. It doesn't use oxygen. It's not an oxygen pathway of gaining energy or producing ATP. Mm -hmm. So what it does is it converts carbohydrates, AKA glucose into usable ATP. Now there are 10 enzymatic or enzyme reactions that have to happen in order for you to get the ATP molecule from glucose. One of the last enzymes called uh, you know, pyruvate kinase is the most important in the glycolytic process in that when that slows down because too much heat is happening, ATP cannot be produced. So what that means is the more you heat up past that core temperature, the more inefficient your body becomes at producing ATP. What ATP does for muscles is that it's kind of hard to describe it, but your muscles have these little finger like projections that ATP comes along and these finger light projections lock onto each other and then pull. That's how you get a muscular contraction. So the more ATP you have in the surrounding pool for your muscles to pull from, the stronger they can be. Now, of course, strength also comes from engaging more motor neurons and you know training the central nervous system to engage those. But the more ATP you have readily available, the stronger you can be, if that makes sense. So, so, so let me, so let me yeah, summarize. Let me, let me make sure I understood you. So um, so when we talk about eating 
uh, fat and protein and carbs, when, when we're talking about converting that to actual energy, not mm-hmm. sort of using a protein to make a muscle or something like that, we're, we're actually making energy out of these calories. Um, yes. Those molecules are converted to this ATP, uh, regardless of which of those three or whatever combination. And ATP is what actually gets consumed as energy. If consuming is the right word by our cells. Right. Absolutely. And so then and one of the hormones needed to create this ATP in the cell is the I forget pyruvate pyruvate kinase. Pyruvate the weirdest kinase. name ever, man. You'll never forget it after <laughs> you say it once. Yep. <laughs> and then and then when our bodies heat out, now this makes sense. When our bodies heat up, we make less pyruvate kinase. Mm-hmm. So we have less energy. Exactly. Right? That now, it makes sense because if your body is trying to cool itself down, it doesn't want to keep working hard. And yeah. so that's trying to generate, you know, less energy so that mm-hmm. you can do less so that yes. if you can cool your body off using another method, then that gets kind of sidetracked or 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 bypassed mm-hmm. and you can keep making energy um, and therefore you can go from 100 to 600 pull ups. Yeah. In a, and that that's how that works. It isn't that you've got necessarily stronger, but mm-hmm. your energy endured because yes. you were able to cool your body down off, cool off your body, mm-hmm. cool it down without using that same mechanism that reduces the amount of energy. Yep. And your body recovered quickly. So it was able to replenish that pool of ATP a lot quicker. And there's something three were... minutes. It's unbelievable, dude. Three it minutes? was three minutes. And wow. I mean, that's, that's why I'm telling people I wanted to come, come with this science because yeah, it's simple to cool through your hands, but look at what it can do for people. You be hard pressed to even get results like that when you're on anabolic steroids. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But there's something really cool that you were saying a little bit earlier, John, and I really wanted to hit on this point. You are right. There is a significant neurological and psychological component to when your body also heats up as well. Hmm. The hypothalamus has a way of whether you're overheating or you're really, really cold to down to to actually regulate your mood and also make you feel like doing something or doing nothing. So when you heat up, your hypothalamus is saying whatever it is that we got going on right now, whatever it is that's causing us to generate this heat, we need to chill out. And so it makes you less motivated. There's a drop off in dopamine and there's a drop off in serotonin. Wow. But think about that from an HVAC tech standpoint. That basically in your brain registers, I hate this job. I can't mm-hmm. do this. I, I like, this is overwhelming. This is too much. Focus drops off. You start making mistakes on the job, mm-hmm. especially more the longer you keep continuing in that, that hot, humid or dry, humid, whatever environment. Um, and then of course, on the inverse side of that, if you're cold, your hypothalamus is going to motivate you to be very hyperactive. Like, you know, you're going to shiver. I mean, I don't know about you, John, but when you're cold, you don't really want to stand around much. Like you, you got to walk, you got to do something, you're shivering. Yeah. Or of course, yeah, you can bundle up in a blanket. That's true. But you know, if you're out on the job, that's not an option. So you're going to be walking around a lot. So your, your hypothalamus can, can make your, your mood very, you know, I don't want to do this or shoot, I got to move and move and do something. That's you know? remarkable. So it's crazy, man. But like, think about that though. I mean, that how many HVAC techs probably resign during the winter or the summer months and say, goodness gracious. Oh yeah. That well, attic was hot. <laughs> and I, I mean, I can fill in more for you there too, that that's, it's not just a matter of it's hot today or I'm hot right now. The mm. number of hours worked by a technician in the summer months is yeah. enormous. Like 80 hour weeks are not unusual at all. You mm-hmm. know, 13, 15 weeks in a row. 
Yeah. And so if this technology can help a technician maintain a mental uh, quality, mental space and have an extra four hours in them that are not overwhelming. Um, yeah. That's mm-hmm. remarkable. Really? Yeah, man. As when I was thinking about that the other day, I was like, there's three main areas of your life that will automatically benefit just when you start cooling your body through your hands. And we'll of course talk about that in a second, but think about this better jobs, job satisfaction. Your own brain isn't going to be telling you this sucks. Please stop doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your own brain is going to say, yes, we have a way of relieving ourselves and we can, we can get through this. But then think about this when your day is done, you're not immensely exhausted from your body trying to cool itself in the passively traditional way of just, you know, air blowing across the sweat or whatever it may be. How much more energy do you got to devote to your family, to your friends, to your, to your girlfriend, whatever it may be, you know, your kids. And so family or relationship dynamics improve or, you know, become more positive because you're not dead at the end of your shift. You know what I mean? And then of course the third component, which is, you know, true for some and true for uh, not for others, but like if you're, you're working out in the gym, there's performance enhancements that way as well. If you're a gym goer, you know, if you're a runner, um, anything athletic really can benefit from this. I mean, the pull-ups aren't the only um, research they did. They did it on an Oakland Raiders uh, tight end who was able to increase his uh, 225 bench press from like 58 reps to almost 80. I believe wow. I can't remember the exact number, but I mean, dude, if you're in the NFL and you can get from 58, some reps and at two twenty five all the way up to 80, you're, you're in a really good spot. Um, so yeah, I was just wanting to interject there and just say, you know, there's, there's wonderful benefits to when you can just simply cool off your body, you know? Wow. And then of course there's the, you're, you're not going to get heat exhaustion. You're not going to have heat stroke, you know, then we're eliminating right. the potential for death on the job, which yeah. John, you probably know better than me, um, yeah. the, the prevalency of the death on the job when you're an HVAC tech. I don't know the numbers, but I imagine there's, you know, at least some during each year. Well, and I think you know? there are. And I, and I think that um, it also contributes to the the longevity of a career because, yeah. you know, the, the, the type of physical exertion involved when you're tired and you're straining added over 20 years of time. I'm mm-hmm. assuming makes your body wear out faster and a lot of wear creates more injuries, more of that, the soreness more, you know, so that, yeah. you know, especially as you know, listeners here are getting into their late forties, their early fifties, their posture matters a lot when you move certain ways and all of that. And, but it takes energy to have a right posture. And so when you're out of energy, it's much easier to slouch and then hurt your back or all of those mm-hmm. things. Right. So the, this really is kind of a central, let's call it a technology to mm-hmm. contribute to overall wellness for a technician. Absolutely. And for all those who are listening, you know, to cool your hands on the job is actually not too hard of a thing. You know, um, that's another thing that I was researching, John, you and I were talking about that the other day is, yeah. you know, what are basically the, the solutions out there to make this happen? You know, and the solution <laughs> John, I'm going to bring in your cool mitt that okay. uh, you bought the other day, but <laughs> That's right. we'll, we'll start from the top down. How about that? So the okay. cool mitt, um, $1,400 hand cooling device. Um, very amazing technology. Um, I've seen this used um, during my research in a lot of professional athletic settings. Um, okay. Places, you know, that train Olympic athletes. This is very big in Colorado where you have the Olympic training facilities there. Um, a lot of people, and it's all it is. I mean, John, you want to describe what it what it is sure. and, and what it, it looks, looks like? It looks like a little um, 
thermos with mm-hmm. a metal bottom and a plastic top sort of and you fill it with ice and then and then water with it and um once you turn it on it's got like a couple of hoses coming out of it and then there's kind of a mitt you stick your hand in there and uh it it applies that uh cool temperature f- by flowing the water through those hoses um it's like a water cooled air conditioning unit and um then when it comes in contact with your palm you get that uh 50 degree temperature transfer on your palm um using the device and then the, nice. the other thing i'll say about this one um i've used it while exercising and it definitely hits the effect that adam is talking about um but i the the other value is, it's obviously pricey at at you know for sure 14 dollars but the value of it is uh it works very well and it lasts for eight hours <clears throat> so if i am putting in an eight hour shift i fill it with ice and water it will work for me as i need it across an eight hour span and if you're working two shifts then you're gonna have to refill it in the middle but that you get eight hours out of it so that's significant that is actually very significant i didn't know that john yeah. that is pretty amazing man i mean yeah, I would imagine a fourteen, fifteen hundred dollar investment would largely cover the loss of employees who say, I can't do this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it actually yeah. wouldn't be a bad investment just for the sake of being able to keep happier, healthier employees, you know? Yeah. Um I mean, it's obviously that you've got to be bought into this concept in order to spend that kind of money. Very true. But um, you know, maybe you want to experiment with something cheaper first. But yeah. but I do think that is the gold standard out there right now. It's and Absolutely. You, you go to coolmit.com. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see them. They got a little demonstration videos and whatnot. Um, so nice. you can take a look. Absolutely. Speaking of um, expensive, what we'll do is we'll, we'll present everybody a less expensive alternative. Okay. Um, there's a, there's another device that I found out there and it, it's not really even a device. Um, what the guy ended up doing was he invented and it's basically an anodized aluminum cylinder that you fill full of this ice water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on a, a website called avacooling.com. And Ava, again, stands for anastomos, um, arterial venous anastomosis. I'm sorry. Big <laughs> word there. Goodness <laughs> gracious. But um, so what he ended up doing was creating this, what he calls is a anti-fatigue charge bar. This thing only costs about 60 bucks. It's $59.95 on his website. And the cool thing is you can fill it full of liquid, you know, of course, the liquid in the ice, and you just hold on to it. You know, so the anodized aluminum is a phenomenal conductor of heat or cool or hot or cold, I should say. And uh, it is a great way on the job if you want to do it quickly. You know, if you don't want to make that initial $15, $1,400 investment, cool. $50, you know, I'm sorry, $60 will get you um, great results as well. And this one can actually last a few hours as well. But I will say it probably depends on the environment that you're in. So if you're in an incredibly hot environment, that anodized aluminum is going to allow that cool to escape a lot quicker. So you might have to what we would call charge it up again. And of course that's just having like maybe a thermos of cold ice, cold water that you can just pour in and out, or maybe even a little bit of a cooler of of ice with water in it as well. And for a technician, that might be a good option because it's not uncommon for technicians to have uh, a cooler of ice with them throughout the day. Uh, It's not uncommon for uh, air conditioning companies to have an ice maker in the shop. So If you can put a, you know, if you, again, you have to think through from the tech's perspective, what's, how long am I going to be out there today? Am I going to be out yeah. there eight hours? Can we be out there 12 hours? And then thinking through um, the length of time the ice will last and that, you know, 
I mean, obviously the, the gold standard is that cool mint, but this can work very well for you as well. Um, as long as you can kind of a, account for, I mean, obviously if you're out there and your ice is all melted, then you can't recharge your, your, um, rod. So. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, those two options are incredibly good. And honestly, if all else fails, bring a cooler of cold ice and water and just dunk yeah. your hands in there. Um, it might be a little bit colder than that 50 degree threshold. That seems to be the sweet spot. So just keep that in mind for most people, but that's and also can, another way you could. Yeah. And you, you can think, go, you can go to Walmart or any, any, uh, uh, yeah. like bed, bath, and, uh, bed, bath, and bed, bath, and beyond and beyond thing. I'll say bed, I haven't bath, been there and forever, supply. but I, I drove by <laughs> the other day, <laughs> but anyway, there's, there are thermometers that you get that will go into a pot that, they yes. they get hot so you can like test the temperature of water or temperature of oil if you're going to fry in it but it yep. will work in a bucket as well so Absolutely. if you want to see what the temperature is you can get one of those put ice and water in a bucket or a container mm -hmm. you know watch for it to get to 55 degrees and then you can use it that way too absolutely and it's it's actually a good thing you brought that up i went to the uh local Walgreens on the corner. Ah. You know how everybody's got a Walgreens on the corner. Yeah. Um, and I found they had that exact thermos, um, thermometer that you were talking about, John. Yeah. It was, it was like 59, 49 or, or no, not 59 is $5 and 49 cents. Yeah. So this is about the cheapest way you can do it. Um, yeah. is just getting yourself a bucket of ice water and doing it on the job, you know, on the fly more than anything, it's just getting your hands in there. You know what I mean? And the nice yep. thing is too, is it'll give you some periodic breaks throughout the day. And the cool thing is though, is those breaks don't have to be excessively long. Right. You know, it's not like you're going to have to say, okay, boss, I got to step away from this, you know, incredibly time sensitive project and go dunk my hands for 15 minutes. It's more like two or three minutes. will get you some good cooling. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 that way. and remembering too, what Adam is saying here. So I would say, the single most common way that I know of technicians cooling off in the summertime is they mm -hmm. get in their truck and they turn on the air conditioner, ah. which is fine. But, you know, I'm not slamming that. It's better than stroking out. But remember what Adam said about this outside in cooling process that it will cool you to some degree. But the quicker, you know, within reason, the quicker you can get yourself back to uh, 98.6. Uh, the 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 more quickly your body can restore that energy and the more the more you're just back to yourself again right? absolutely absolutely and you know what that's worth um looping back to the uh, original study that was done by the royal navy um for people who they also had a control group a group of individuals who did not cool their hands whatsoever just allowed their body to cool passively you want to know the difference in core temperature after about 15 minutes was only about 0.1 degrees Celsius. Really? So very, very little cooling down of the body. Now, of course, you know, getting into your truck and all that kind of stuff and, and blasting the air conditioning, I, that, that probably would make it go a little bit quicker, but then you're also dealing with a very hot truck, you yeah. know, that has to cool its own self down then you, you know? Yeah. So I think what we're uncovering here, John, is an absolute amazing way to cool down the body that nobody really thinks about, but we kind of instinctually, instinct, instinctively do it anyway yeah. in other ways of our lives, you know, but I'm um, in this context, it's telling the HVAC industry, look, it may sound simple to just put your hands on a cold device or whatever it is, but look at the data. You got right. scientists, you know, researchers at Stanford doing stuff on this with a guy who went from 100 pull-ups to 620. That's yeah. worth a second look. And even though it's elusive, it's been an elusive, obvious thing. And sometimes even in America, we're, we're programmed to think that the solution to our problem needs to be big and complex. Sometimes it's the most simplest things 
that make the biggest effect. That's right. Dunking your hands in 50 degree water for two or three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to not have your job suck. You know? well, and, and I really think the hook for this for a lot of technicians is, I mean, everybody, when when we're suffering, everybody wants to relieve that. But Absolutely. this I've never before you and I had these conversations, Adam, I've never heard this referred to as a performance enhancer, an energy yeah. creator, you know, mm-hmm. and um, the, the fact that this can be available for technicians is a real game changer in the summertime. Absolutely. I mean, that's what this is all about is to give everybody just practical solutions. Yeah. You know, I, this is one of the most practical solutions I've ever come across in my coaching career. You know yeah. what I mean? Dunk your hands in some water. Like, I mean, even I was trying to at the gym the other day, I, I didn't bring a, a cooler vice in with me, but I went to the, uh, the bathroom and just put my hands in cold water. And I was able to believe it or not, John, I was able to increase my, uh, my squat max by about 10 pounds that day. Hmm. Um, so I did in my own little mini experiment, not yeah. the most controlled experiment ever, but I was like, <laughs> all right, let's see how this goes. Yeah. I'll go soak my, <laughs> I'll go put my hands in some, some cold water in the gym yep. for a few few minutes and see how it goes. But yeah, man, more than anything, I think it's a, it's a great thing for people to try. And like I say, you know, don't diss it until you try it yeah. at the end of the day. What's the, what's the harm of putting a, a cooler full of water and, and a little bit of ice and soaking your hands in there? That's if anything, right. it'll get you a break on the job for a few minutes. That's so. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Adam, here's what I'd like to do. Um, would you be willing to come back again for some more of these? Absolutely, man. Okay. I got plenty of knowledge to share with your, your audience. So I'd love to come back. Yeah, I th- and I we, the reason I'd uh, I'd like to keep this one just about uh, palm cooling is if we create a two hour because I know there's a lot of more stuff that we want to talk about, but mm-hmm. if we create a two hour podcast, some of it will get lost in the middle. So, Absolutely. So let's go ahead and wrap this one up for now, and then maybe next week you and I can get together again, and because I know you have a, a more there about types of workouts, types yes. of stretching. Uh, mm-hmm. there's lots of ergonomic stuff for, uh, technicians to become aware of. Um, Absolutely. so there's, there's much more to come. If you're a technician and this is your first time hearing this podcast, I can't believe honestly that you wouldn't hear Adam talking and feel like you got something out of this because it's every, this is, this is one of the most common challenges for every air conditioning technician. So, and if you want to like, no lying, if you want to call bullshit on us, please do mm-hmm. go on to YouTube search palm cooling. There's plenty of uh, information out there on it. There's articles online. These guys from Stanford are out there in the public. Uh, You can find them as well. Um, So the the, the issue is if it's if you look at palm uh, palm cooling and HVAC, nothing comes up. There's nothing. But if it's palm cooling and performance, then yep. you get this stuff with Olympic athletes and power lifters and other people who have been using this now for a while. And what we're really doing is just bring it into our world where it becomes practical for us. Absolutely. And this is more, you know, this spreads not only into performance, but then like performance of life, better yes. quality of life, John, at the end of the day, 100%. Which, that's all that matters, dude. At the end of the day is that the human being has a better experience in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you got a job and you're trying to put, you know, food on the table for your family doesn't mean it always has to suck. It right. doesn't have to, <laughs> if it's within your, your ability to, to relieve that suffering on the job and still get the work done, get it done efficiently, get paid for it. That's what the ideal goal should be. So yeah. hopefully that helps, man. Hopefully that right. helps for everybody listening. All right. Well, Adam Kuhlman, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, and we're going to see more from hear more from Adam uh, in coming weeks. Awesome. Thank you, John. All right. Thanks, Adam.
A good life is had at the HVAC Joyland.